All right, kids, by show of hands, you've been off school for six days. How many is excited about going back tomorrow? Nobody's excited about going back. Oh, I got one ready to go back. <clears throat> for the longest time, I can remember that on Sundays, you get on social media, you get on Facebook, and you've got all these comments, you've got all these memes about Monday's coming. How do I stop it? Now looking forward to Monday. Why do we have to go back to work on Monday? And a lot, there's several times when we were in Illinois, and I was still in a full-time ministry, I was able to reply with, it's Monday. I get to go tomorrow morning and tell Bible stories and color with three to five-year-olds because we ran a preschool at the church we worked at. But a lot of times, the Monday grind gets us down. We don't want to go back into the work week. We don't get back into the same old, same old. So this evening, I got some things for us to consider that will maybe help our week go by a little bit better. Some things to look at. Some helpful hints to help you get through this week. So, first of all, <clears throat> love more this week. I got scripts to go. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4, if you will. 1 John chapter 4. Beginning in verse 7. <clears throat> Here it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifest towards us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The idea of finding an opportunity this week to express more love towards somebody else. If we spend enough time, we spend so much time trying to find a way to express love towards other people. And a, love, a good definition of love I've heard, and I really liked it is just basically concerned for. You are concerned for somebody else's well-being. If you can express that to other people throughout this week, that will make the week go by so much better. Turn if you want out of the Gospel of John. John chapter 13. And here Jesus gives a direct quote to his, or a direct command. He says here in John chapter 13, verse 34 and verse 35. Speaking to his apostles, he says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is talking about expressing love towards the brother, love towards the brethren, love towards those in the church. And the way the world's going to know that we are gods, that we belong to Christ, is if we express that love towards one another. So one helpful hint in order to make this week go by a little bit better is try to express love a little bit more. Now, you might say that's kind of hard, you know, it, it, depending on what your line of work is. If you work with people, it's going to be hard. If you work in a, uh, I guess, in sales or working with customers, that might be difficult. I have a brother that lives in Minnesota, and he uh, does installation of satellite and internet and that kind of thing. And he's constantly sending uh, all of his brothers. I'm, I'm the oldest of four, by the way. He's always sending us other three brothers these conversations he has with all these customers. And they don't sound like they're too sharp up here. 
And how he deals with them, I don't know. But he just goes on with his day and just does his job. But to express love a little bit more this week. Next is to accept yourself. Turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Beginning in verse 3. We looked at verse 1 and 2 this morning. Let's go to verse 3 now. Here Paul says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, do not think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has, de- as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion of our faith. Our ministry, let us use it in the ministering. Or he who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. The idea of accepting yourself is, like I said this morning, you know, knowing your limits Knowing what your gift is. Knowing where your talent lies. And that's where you need to shine. You need to accept the fact that you can't do everything. You don't have the ability to do everything. A lot of times people think, well, if he's a man in the church, he should be able to stand up here and preach. He should be able to teach. He should be able to teach a class. He should be able to lead Lord's Supper. But not everybody has that ability. Not everybody has that ability. I remember when I was in Bible college in Jessica and I worked with a real small congregation. There was about nine of us there. And out of the nine, there was me and one other man in the congregation. And it was a much, much older congregation. And whenever I was there, I would teach class. I would preach. I would lead the prayers. I would do the Lord's Supper. I would do the collection. The only thing that man would do is stand up here and help pass the tray around. Because he did not have the ability or the desire to do anything else. Not everybody has the ability to do everything. And if we can accept the fact that we don't all have the talents to do everything, it'll make the week go by a whole lot better. And like it says here, you have a specific gift or talent, and that's where you must shine. That'll make the week go by a lot better. Be content with the stuff that you have, but press on spiritually. Be content with the things that you have. I don't know how many of you have seen it, but there's a uh, commercial or a Christmas commercial that's come out. And there was a church in um, North Carolina that put it out. And I think it's the best thing in the world. If you haven't seen it on social media, you need to see it. And you, you click on it, and all of a sudden, the guy pops up out of the bed, and he's wrapped up in a bunch of wrapping paper. And he peels out of that wrapping paper, and he hears his wife, and he grabs her out. And he's like, what's going on? We're alive. And then the kids come hopping in. They're all wrapped up. What's going on, Dad? And he unwraps them. Then he walks into the hallway, and... and the light switch is covered with wrapping paper. He says, look at that. We have electricity. We have light. You see where this is going. Being content and happy with the things that we have. But spiritually, we need to press on. Because a lot of times, people get brought down and drugged down because they want to get more stuff. They think more stuff will make them happier. And it really won't. Turn, if you will, to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. verse 13. 
Here Paul says this, verse 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to having apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then over to chapter 4, verse 10 through 13. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The idea of we need to be content with the physical things that we have, but always press on spiritually to improve ourselves. That will help us to get by through the week a lot better. If we look for opportunities to increase our spirituality. I had a friend of mine in Bible college, and um, we were going through one of our classes one time, and the instructor was asking us, he wanted to know, he says, what is your ambition? What is your goal in the ministry? What do you want to do in the ministry? And he'd go around the, go around the room, and people would say, they'd say things like, you know, to be the best gospel preacher there is. That's always, you know, a cliche thing. You know, to lead a lot of youth to the Lord, because I want youth ministers. One guy wanted to go over to Guyana and, and be a missionary and lead a lot of people to Christ. Then it came to my friend Jason and I asked, Jason, what do you want to, what, what's your ambition in the church? What do you want to do? And he's in his early, early 20s, and his response was, I want to be an elder in the church. The only way to get there is to press on spiritually. It's to try to increase our relationship with God, increase our knowledge, go through things, have wisdom and experience. And if we are pressing for those things, the worldly things, the carnal things, will just slip on by and we'll be thinking about these spiritual things and pressing on. It'll make the week go by a little bit better. Next is 2 Corinthians chapter 13. The idea of examining ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, here Paul simply says, Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Christ Jesus is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? The idea of examining ourselves. Think about who your best friend is and who your worst critic can be. Look in the mirror. That's where they're at. We can fool anybody and everybody that we want around us about who we are, about our strengths, about our weaknesses, things that we have done, things that we haven't done. We can't fool God, and we can't fool ourselves because we know the truth. And if we're honest with ourselves, if we're truly honest with ourselves, that I need to improve my prayer life. I really don't read the scriptures like I should. I need to read more often, and not... Maybe with the family, maybe just individually, but I need to read more. How often do I lose my temper? And the list could go on and on and on because it's unique for each individual person. You need to think about your own walk with God and examine yourself and decide, okay, I need to make improvements here. And not just say, well, I need to make improvements here and be done with it. You know, there was a study that was done that says whenever you decide, whenever you have the idea that you're going to make the right decision 
and you've made that right, you've thought about making that right decision, you should reward yourself that we think we've done it. So let me give you an example. Uh, There's a television show that Jessica and I watched one time, and it was about um, food, of course, because we love food. Who doesn't love food? And he was going into this restaurant to decide what would be the best way to make more sales of a certain product. So the place served burgers and fries and baked potatoes and, that, and salads. No, they didn't have salads on. They had all, all these starchy stuff and burgers. So what they did is they added a salad to the menu. And when they added the salad to the menu, their french fry sales went up by 50%. Because here's what happens. You look at that menu and you see the salad. And you thought about having a good, healthy salad. You had a good idea. So because I had a good idea, I'm going to reward myself. I'll take fries. And psychologically, that's how it works. So when it comes to the idea of, I should pray more. I should read more. I should be in more devotion to God and spend more time with my church family. We can't just have the idea and say, you know what? I thought about doing it, so I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to watch some more TV. No, we have to follow through with the thought. We have to follow through with the action and actually do it. We actually have to do that. We have to examine ourselves, find out what we need to improve, and then improve. Just do it. Live one day at a time. Turning forward to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. All these are things that are going to make the week go by a little bit easier. Live one day at a time. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 and verse 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How are we going to make our week go by so much better? Yes, we have appointments. We have things on our calendar. We have things on our schedule we need to take care of throughout the week. But live in the moment. Live in the day. Don't be concerned with, I've got this, what's going to happen on Friday? What's going to happen down the week? What's going to happen down the road? But live for that day. Enjoy that day. See what opportunities you can seize that day. When was the last time when you prayed to God, you thanked Him for the opportunities you had to be a light to somebody that day? When do we last look for opportunities to be a light to somebody in that day? Living in the day. Trying to figure out, what can I do today? How can I better serve today? How can I improve my spiritual walk with God today? What can I do today to make today better? How can I make somebody else's life better today? Living one day at a time. And this next one is going to kind of seem ironic. Live life as if today was your last day. Turn, if you will, to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Verse 13 and verse 14. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? Is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Yes, live 
each day, live in the moment, live today for today. But what if today was your last day? What if it was our last day? We never know when we are going to die. We never know when our life is going to be completely altered by some sort of event. I mean, the pictures you saw this morning, there's lives that have been altered by that. I've heard of injuries. Uh, the Tough mutter run I was talking about this morning, the big leap of faith where you jumped off or, or the walk the plank where you jumped off, I said, I skipped that one. In its first years during that obstacle, there was a man who died during that. He was a strong swimmer. He was a rock climber. He jumped in and a bunch of people just kept jumping in, jumping in. They jumped on top of him and knocked him out. And the rescue swimmer couldn't get to him in time. And at 28 years old, after they had got him out of the water, got him on the, you know, to the hospital on a ventilator, he was, he was a vegetable. He was brain dead. Family side just to pull the plug because there, no, there was no life in him. 28 years old. He was going to finish that race. He was going to get that headband. He's going to have that victory. But his life came to an end that day. We never know when our life is going to come to an end. So we need to live our life as if today is the last day. And make sure that if it is the last day, we are ready. We are prepared. There's a lot of people in this world who are not prepared. Who, if they were to meet God right now, they wish they would have had five more minutes so they could obey the gospel. I worked with a guy at the plant before we came here. And he had a uh, tattoo on his arm right here. And it said, only God could judge me. And I looked at him and I said, that should scare you to death. He said, nah, I'm going to hell and I know it. I'll be all right. I said, you have no idea, no idea what you're saying. Live your life today as if it were your last. And make sure before this day is over that you're prepared. So if you love more, you have less time to hate. Think about that. You fill your life with the positive and you have less time for the negative. And with less hate comes more happiness. There's more happiness. And with more happiness, we have more contentment. Contentment with the things that we have in this life. And then with the contentment comes more spiritual focus. And this is an important one here. We need to make sure that we are focused on things spiritually. They were focused on our own spiritual walk with God. You know, a lot of times I say, you know, we, we do all this stuff in the church. We've got all these activities, all these youth activities. Why? Because it's important. It's extremely important to focus on the spiritual things in our lives. And with the spiritual focus comes the self-examination. Because I, if I'm focused on spiritual things, trying to increase myself better myself spiritually, I'm going to be honest with myself and say, you know what, I really need to improve here. I need to improve here. I need to fix this. I need to fix that. Or I'm doing really good here. I shine here. Maybe I need to find a way that I can maybe shine more with this gift, this talent that I have. And then with self-examination comes this spiritual improvement. This spiritual improvement. So these are just a few things that you can think about this week as you're going throughout the week of some things that can make my week go by a little bit better. Like I said, kids, you've been out of school for six days. That's a long time. You've got to go back tomorrow, look at some of these things. Try some of these things. But if you're here tonight and you've never obeyed the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. You've never had your sins washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We want to assist you with that. We want to help you to be able to get into the right relationship with Him. And like this last point said, if today is the last day that you're on this earth and you need to get your life right with God, you need to have your sins washed away, we can assist you with that. We can help you with that. Don't let tomorrow not come and not be prepared. Or if you're here this evening and you're a child of God and you need the prayers of the church for whatever it may be, why don't you come now while we stand and while we sing.